Hello, hello, and welcome to the Stop Shooting All Over Yourself podcast. I am Vanessa Konecki, your host, and this is where you come to let go of all of the things that you tell yourself you should be doing in your business um, that make you feel guilty. Because running a business is supposed to be fun and joyful and lucrative, and it's so hard to enjoy running a business if you're shooting all over yourself. So. I, every week, each week I bring you a, um, a thought about something that we have believed about business and about, um, about money and about, uh, income, uh, for most of our lives that is actually keeping us from being successful and is actually holding us back. And by letting go of that belief or letting go of that activity, we can open up so many more opportunities for ourselves. Today, I want to talk about chronic illness and business ownership. Uh, because media and society have programmed us into believing that there's a certain way um, that you run a business. Um, throughout our formative years, the conversations that we've heard, so when I talk about our formative years, I'm talking like from probably about the time that you were eight till maybe 20 something, uh, the conversations that we heard about um, business, corporate, people working, jobs, life, just the general kinds of messages we received were about normal people, okay? so. Normal people, and I use the word normal, you know, just there, there's what is normal really, but we're just going to use normal, okay? So, but we, chronic illness is almost never mentioned. And in fact, when I look back, there was an episode of the Golden Girls where uh, Dorothy had chronic fatigue syndrome. And it was the first time I was introduced to this idea of a chronic condition outside of my mother's migraines. Because my mother's migraines had always been there, and but I thought she was outside the normal, right? I had migraines, I was outside the normal. Sire had migraines, she was outside. We were all weirdos, right? Then I watched the Golden Girls and I saw that Dorothy had chronic fatigue syndrome. She'd seen all these doctors and to have to see such a, to see that particular episode at that stage of my life was very, very formative for me. It was so important. It actually impacted so much of what I do now. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that, for that episode. But it was the first inkling that I had that my mom and I and my sister, that we weren't alone, that we weren't weirdos, that there was something else going on, that this was bigger, that more people struggled than we thought. But thus far, the conversations that have been happening on a public forum in places where, you know, people's ideas and people's minds and thoughts are formed, right? It wasn't there. So we were invisible. That's why they call them invisible illnesses. And the truth is, is even visible illnesses at that time were ignored and made invisible, right? Because nobody wanted to deal with it. So whether it was a physical illness or a mental illness, you were just getting dusted under the rug like you were not important, okay? Now, when I came to the States, um, which was in 1998, um, I felt like I was an outsider looking in, which was very interesting for me because I, kind of, I came from living overseas for so long. And I noticed that publicly still no one was sick. Um, I, there was one dude on my campus in 1995 when I went to Oregon and he was in a wheelchair, but he was like the only person that I saw the whole time I was in the States. And during that time, I was in a really, really small town, um, of someone who was differently abled. Right. Um, and, um, it wasn't until the late nineties when I started listening to Matthew Good, where he started talking about his bipolar diagnosis. Now, Matthew Good is a huge musician in Canada and he ran a blog where he talked about his, his, uh, um, uh, bipolar disorder and other people in his, who were fans of his felt that was a safe space, including me to talk about our illnesses. And it created a really great community. And I was very young then. And I, and I, and, and I don't, I, I didn't consciously sort of think that, oh, I'm going to do this when I get older, but I knew that I wanted to do something like that. I wanted to create a space where people would feel like 
that it was okay to talk about things that other people, they felt judged by or they felt a burden for or whatever it is. It just felt good to have a space where we could talk about these things, right? So um, since then, a lot, a lot has changed. So this is 1998 and a lot has changed, right? So things have changed a lot over the years, but the same philosophy follows true in business, right? So when I first came into business as a business owner, I was, again, an outsider looking in. And I noticed, and you probably noticed the same thing, that almost everything that we read back in the, um, probably like the 2015 onwards, so like right when the big boom of social selling started to happen, it was all about hustling, working harder, working longer. It was about pushing yourself. It was really about just doing, doing, doing all the time. There was a huge emphasis placed on doing and not a lot of emphasis placed on slowing down, not a lot of emphasis placed on mindfulness or intention in business. It was really all about just like plow ahead, just go crazy, right? Now, what I noticed was that even though on social media, the conversation that was happening was all about the go, 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 I was working with thousands of business owners on the ground and the conversation happening on the ground was so different from what was happening on social media. I was, I didn't understand the disconnect because on the ground, I was hearing other conversations. I'm hearing, I am so tired. I can't get consistent. Um, my legs hurt, my head hurts, my back hurts. I'm mentally ill. I'm physically ill. I'm struggling. I feel like a failure. So the, the, the messages from the coaches versus what was actually being experienced on the ground at that time was very, very completely opposing. And I couldn't figure out like, what, like, why are we doing this? Cause if you're somebody who feels like you're tired, you're exhausted, you're not feeling good. You've woken up with a, you know, a fibro flare and your newsfeed, the first thing it says is, listen, you got to get out of bed and hustle. Cause if you don't, you're not going to make money. Now, immediately you're feeling guilty, right? You're shitting all over yourself, okay? So you're sitting there feeling like you're not doing what you need to do to be successful. So now you've got the guilt. So on top of your fibro, you've got guilt. In addition to the mom guilt that you're dealing with because you can't get out of bed to take care of breakfast or whatever else that you need to do, right? So a lot, so this was six years ago, okay? Now, a lot has changed since then. Since then, Will Smith wrote his book, right? I mean, it's, that's not the only thing that changed, but big celebrities are talking about their own struggles with mental illness. We have uh, people coming out with fibromyalgia. Lady Gaga has fibromyalgia. Um, uh, Christina Applegate and Selma uh, Blair have MS. Like people are talking about their chronic illnesses and their conditions and they're giving it voice. And through exposure therapy, they're really making it so that it's a more normal thing to talk about, which is absolutely incredible. And so many more brilliant coaches are talking about running businesses in a more mindful and thoughtful way. The problem is, is that we've all been running on a treadmill for a really, 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 really long time. And if you think about a treadmill, that's like, if you're running, running, running super fast, or like you're on a car and you're going super fast, if you just slam on the brakes to stop and slow down, you get whiplash and you injure yourself, right? And oftentimes, if you're going too fast, you may not even see the signs that are telling you to slow down or telling you that you need to go somewhere or do something different. So what ends up happening then is that even though a lot of these things change around us, we are still inside operating under that same um, belief system that we brought with us, which is that if you're not succeeding, clearly you're doing something wrong. Clearly you need to work harder. And we have this, this natural process that we go down. And I say it's natural, but it's, we've made it natural. It's not natural like God has declared it or nature has declared it, but we have spent a lot of time building in these, these responses to these feelings that ultimately lead us to sleepless nights, anxiety, challenges. It's, 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 it's a problem, right? So the issues, and now this brings us to some very specific um, problems in our business, okay? The first is, is that 
because we're going so fast, right? And we're constantly hustling or, or not hustling or whatever, right? Um, it takes us longer to get to where we're trying to go because we have to stop and start one because we're sick, right? So we're like, you'll start and you'll get some momentum, then you'll get sick and you'll lose a couple of weeks, right? Then you come back and you're going to do the thing. So you're like, okay, I need to hustle to get past this. You're like, I need to do email and I have to do email right away because I, I meant to have it done three weeks ago, but it's not done now. So I have to hustle with it. Right. And so you dive into it, but because you dive into it so strong, you give yourself another flare and now you've given yourself, right? And now you feel guilty because of that. It's a whole cycle that we've all been through at least once, right? The second issue that we run into is that we feel like losers because we feel like we should be able to do this. Like we're adults, we're grown women. We've birthed kids, buried parents, bought houses, had jobs, lost jobs. Like we've done a lot in our life. Like we should be able to do this. Like we feel like there's something wrong with us. Life starts to feel like Groundhog Day because you keep setting goals that you aren't able to hit and then hit reset, start again. But it feels like you're constantly just doing the same thing over and over again. And I call that rubber banding back to the beginning. It's like a snap of the rubber band when you feel like you should be further along, but you keep coming back to that same space where you're like, I'm going to start and reset and I'm going to do this. And you start to build again. You're like, everything's just become chaotic. I'm just going to start again with a clean slate. How often have you done that? Where I'm like, I'm just going to clean slate it and start fresh with my social media idea. Or I'm going to, you know, because it feels good to do that kind of house cleaning. But after a while, you, you, if you look back, you will see like you've done that three or four times. I know I did it at least three or four times before I realized, okay, these resets aren't actually working. Like I'm just resetting and then resetting again in six months and then resetting again in six months. Clearly there's something else that needs to be done. The reason why it takes us so long as people with chronic illness to hit our goals. Okay is because I want you to think about what happens like if you're driving. Okay. So you're driving and you hit a traffic jam, whether you're in a city or you're uh, on a freeway. And for me, if I hit a traffic jam, I will take the longer route. So like if there's a way to get off and, um, go, uh, take a different route that keeps me moving, but is, but is longer. Technically I will take the longer route just because I want to keep moving. Okay. Now I'm doing that with knowledge. I'm saying, I know that that's going to happen. Right. And so I take that exit and voila, right. I might take me an hour longer. It might take me 15 minutes longer. Who knows? One time I took an exit like that. My husband and I did. And there was a place we were trying to get to that should have taken us an hour to get to. It took us eight hours to get to. So we were trying to go from Franklin to Rhode Island, uh, to Westerly Rhode Island and Franklin Mass to Westerly Rhode Island. And it took us, uh, eight hours. And this is the stuff of legend. Uh, and it should only have taken an hour and a half because we were like, oh my God, we can't be in traffic. So we took the exit and we ended up taking us that much longer. So, but <laughs> that day we did not realize it was going to take us eight hours, but I don't stay in traffic because I know it's going to make me so angry, right? <laughs> I just get so angry. And I feel like I'm going to get, I feel like I'm going to get there faster if I continuously move. But if it takes me eight hours to get to Westerly, I didn't get there faster. When you're a business owner, especially one with chronic illness, you often want to get to the end. Like I need to get to email. I need to finish my email as quickly as possible. I need to get these social media things out as quickly as possible. We try to push through things as quickly as possible because we're worried we won't have enough time to do it. Right. And so we, we want to get there as fast as we can so that, okay, as soon as I'm done, I can rest or as soon as I'm done, I can do this next thing or whatever it is. And you don't realize that the path that you're on of rushing through these things is actually the longer path. So it's actually the eight hour trip. But you think because you're rushing or because you're giving yourself a less, a shorter deadline or a faster timeline of what needs to be done, that, that just by doing that, that that is what's going to make it happen quicker. 
that is actually what's making it take even longer because you don't realize that you're taking the long route just like I did, but nobody told you that instead of taking one hour to get to Westerly, it's gonna take you eight hours if you get there at all, right? You may never get to your destination. So the problem is, is that you think by rushing through and by doing a lot of the things that we keep on our plates as things that we think we should be doing, but but truthfully are things you can toss. And these are things that we've talked about in the podcast in the past. And we'll also talk about in the future, but as people with chronic illness, because we think you're doing something that will get you there fast, but it doesn't, it's getting you there slower. You're trying to force a square peg into a round hole and it's not, and it's not kind of working, right? So how do we solve this problem? There's a lot to unpack here and we could literally talk for like four years on it and I, but I don't want to take four years today. So I wanted to pick out just two specific things today that we can work on that you can, that you can look at, that you can work on today that will help you to solve this issue and, and, and give you a little bit more breathing room, but also let you see that there's a, there's a less painful way for you to get where you're going. Um, so we're gonna talk about the two things that I thought were the most effective. Okay. So the first is, is a lot of what you think you need to do is junk. And I know I say this, I've said this in other podcasts, but it's really worth repeating. And this is not judgment about your decision-making process. Uh, A lot of the things that I think, a lot of the things that I think I need to do are junk as well. It's not just me. It's not just you. This is a chronic problem with business owners. Um, The sooner you accept it, the better your life is going to be. A lot of what you think you need to do in your business is just junk. You just think you need to do it. The reason why it's junk and how that happens is that when things aren't working the way that you think they should be working, what's the first thing that you do? You're resourceful, you're an entrepreneur, you go out and you go looking for information. So over the years, so if you assume that you started in 2015, I started in 2016, uh, so let's assume that we start 2015, let's say, because a lot of you, let's say June 2015. Okay, when Cyrus started, let's just start with that, right? So um, since then, Every time you've had to learn something, you've gone to find a coach, you've gone to find a course, you've gone to find a tool, a resource, what have you. And over the years, you've built and collected so many tools, ideas, concept, coaches, mentors, articles, blog posts, podcasts, and all of them are telling you to do something or buy something or use something and that you have to have a certain tool. Over, what is it? We're in 2022 right now. So we're talking about about seven years of chaos of which some of it was great, of which all of it was Some of it was great at the time, some of it wasn't, but you've just been piling it on in your brain, piling it on your brain. And as a result, you have all of these ideas of things that could work, should work, may work. I don't know, should I use this tool? I paid this money on this tool. You've got your sunk cost situation. I paid a hundred bucks for this tool, shouldn't I use it? There's a lot that goes on in your brain and you're trying to make use of all of it all at the same time, right? And the truth is, is that running a business is way, way simpler than people make it sound. Like it is so much simpler than people make it sound. Like the actual mechanism of actually getting someone to come and buy from you is much simpler than people make it sound. The problem is that we add so many tools and tech on top of the simple thing that we make it more and more and more complicated. We make it look more and more and more complicated because when someone has figured out the simplicity part of it, right? The basic fundamental pathway of creating business for yourself, right? Then after that, you can add on all the ornaments and the tinsel and the bells and whistles to make it sound, you know, cooler and funner. But the actual infrastructure of building is really very simple, right? But we usually see the thing with all the bells and whistles. So we think we need all of those things to be successful. And that's where the questions come. Well, should I do this? Should I do this? She has a really cool quiz. I need that, right? And we start to like pile these things on. It's hard. Running a business is hard, but it is straightforward. 
And we know that over the last 20 years or so, because we've collected business junk over the last, you know, five years, seven years, but we've collected mindset junk over the last 20 some years, right? And we've accumulated all of this junk, right? So I wanna ask you a question. When was the last time you did a spring cleaning of your to-do list where you looked at it and you tossed things off? Where you did a full comprehensive to-do list and then you toss things off based off of their lack of utility for you or that they don't matter or they're not important or you made it fight for its right to be on the list. Most people don't often do to-do lists. They just make the list and do the thing on the list. Okay, I gotta make a list and do the thing. Make the list and do the thing. There's a lot of junk that gets done if you're just making the list and doing the thing because that has no prioritization, no intention, no overall uh, uh, what's the word, a uh, reference to your overall plan. Like what is it that you're planning on doing with your business? And so instead you end up doing a lot of things, but not making a lot of progress, right? Because it's not a prioritized list. It's just a list that you're writing down. And because you're not making a lot of that progress, you usually end up adding more things to your list. And that's why the things that actually create progress usually end up getting buried under all the other stuff that ends up on your to-do list, right? This is not judgment. This is, I just so important. No, it's not judgment. It just, it is what it is. And you have to know what's junk and what isn't. Otherwise it just keeps piling up until your brain looks like one of those hoarder houses, right? Now, if you're able to get rid of that junk, then suddenly you can breathe and move around. And now your life just feels more joyful. Okay, so that's, that's step one. So step one is to get rid of all of your business junk. I'm gonna give you a resource at the end of this to show you how we're actually, uh, no, I don't think my, my keyword works yet. The second thing is it's okay to need help, okay? This is, I know that you know that. I know that you know that. So I don't want to sound condescending at all because I know that like as chronic illness sufferers, we know it's okay to need help. But as a business owner with chronic illness, it's also okay to need help. You don't have to do it all on your own because that's the part that most of us miss. We're like, okay, in our personal lives doing it all by ourselves, but in business, we're like, no, I got to do it all by myself. Just like you need a ramp to get up to an elevated location if you're in a wheelchair or you have handicapped placards if you need them, or there are special parking spots for pregnant women. We have rooms for children who are um, hyper-stimulated auditorily and they need quiet spaces. Like we have those things because those are important tools to helping people live their best lives, the most enjoyable lives, and towards not feeling like they're a burden to someone else or like they are, or they are like othered, right? Like they're othered, right? There are tools like that for business. You know, um, Alex and I were yesterday, um, yesterday, a couple months ago, we were at a restaurant and he said that, I can't remember what he said this about, but he said, that's a crutch. And I got so defensive when he said that it was a crutch and like, and he couldn't understand why I was so defensive. And he said, um, Manessa, he's like, I have to ask you something. And I was like, okay. He's like, what's wrong with having a crutch? And I, I didn't really have an answer for him because I realized there's nothing wrong with a crutch. There's nothing wrong with, cause like he said, you know, cause most of the time when we use it, we say, oh, you're using that as a crutch as if it's a bad thing. But a crutch helps you while you're healing or a cane will help you walk or anything that helps you live your best life and make more money. If it's a tool that's a cane, then use it, right? Don't just not use it because you don't want to. If it's going to make you more money, just use it, right? Whatever that thing is. The hard part for almost all of us, and this, this is a really hard part for me, was letting go of the person that I thought I was. There was a time where I was an able-bodied person. I had chronic migraines, but I was mostly pain-free other than, you know, like I had not, as my 25, 26 was when I started suffering from chronic pain. Before that, it was just my migraines. That's all I had and back pains, but like not major. It was fine, right? 
Um, it really wasn't until later on in my at 25 that everything started to go really, really bad, right? So prior to that, I was able-bodied, right? Or as I thought to myself, able-bodied. And therefore I had a vision of the things that I was capable of doing with my body being what it was. And then as I got sick, I never let go of that belief system of this is my able body. So like, it's almost like you take off my leg, okay? And then you don't give me a wheelchair, you don't give me a cane, you don't give me anything. And you're like, now run a marathon. And you're like, I, but I only have the one leg. I can only hop. Nope. You have to run the marathon. And I'm, and it's not like, it's not like, and, and if I don't know that I only have one leg, so, right. So I'm trying to run, I'm just going to keep falling over. Right. Because I don't understand that I have one leg. But the second I'm like, Oh, I only have one leg. I need a prosthesis. I need a cane. I need something right to help me do that. Now suddenly I can run the marathon marathon. No problem. So the real key is acknowledging how are you different from what you thought you were going to be. And that's really hard because that's a lot of, that's a lot of internal work that's there. Right. So that was very hard for me because, and I, I, so that's the first thing. And then the other thing is, is you have to play the game. Okay. So when you talk about needing help is you have to play the game that exists out there in the world for business, not the game that you wish existed. And too many, uh, in fact, almost all of the people who come to me who need help are trying to play the game that they wish existed and just push through things as the, using the chaos in the brain and just doing what they think should work. And it doesn't work that way, but they want it to work that way. And that's it. Right. And that's another thing. And it's really important to reflect with yourself and ask yourself, am I just wanting, and I, am I just trying to, am I, am I being, and I'll be really honest. I, I, I was a very petulant brat about this. I said this to my husband many times. I said, I don't like the way the world game is played. And I was just like, I don't like it. And he said, okay. He's like, well, what are you going to do about it? He's like, you have to play the game that's out there. The systems that are out there, you have to work within them. You can change the systems, sure. But in order to change the system, you still have to work within the system to change the system, whatever those systems are. And for me, it's the mindset about business, right? So um, we are ill. We have chronic illness. We have a framework around which our lives exist and we have to run our lives around that. It is a different framework from an able-bodied person. And as such, we need different tools and we can't keep pretending like the same tools that work for everybody else is going to work for us. And that's what we've been doing the whole time is we've just been trying to take what works for other people and plug it into us, but we're not those people, right? So the thing to keep in mind here, and this is, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm actually, I'm going to wrap up now with the solution. But the thing I want you to know is that when you run a business, your chronic illness is actually your superpower. And I will do a lot, I will do a podcast on this, but your chronic illness is your superpower. Okay. It's going to give you an instant connection to people in your audience who have chronic illness, because the second they see that you have fibro, they're going to be like, Oh my God, I have fibro too. You have chronic pain. I have fibro. Oh my God. We're both in pain all the time. It doesn't have to be the same thing, but just using the words of chronic illness will attract people like that to you. And they will want to support you and they will want to be a part of your community and give you their money, right? Because that, because you will be giving them the space that Matthew Good gave to me 20 years ago, right? The space that I provide for you in a business setting. You will then pay that forward and create that space for your audience, right? The second thing, I cannot recommend this enough, and this is really important if you want to work through some of these issues, is get into therapy. Uh, it's not, um, therapy is not just for people who are broken or for if there's something wrong with you. Therapy is an amazing business tool. It is one of the best business tools that I have ever had. 
I've talked to my therapist about course ideas, about my target audience, about how I'm feeling about business. She helps me work through a lot of these issues when I'm going through them because your business doesn't run in a vacuum. You are a human being with your own soul, spirit, things that you're dealing with and you bring those things to your business which means you have to work on those things. So having a therapist is really important. So what I would recommend is, is head over to Psychology Today and they have a tool that will let you search for a therapist. Or if you're having trouble, you can send me a message and just let me know that you're looking for a therapist and let me know where you're at. And if I have somebody, I will connect you. I have a huge network of therapists all over the country who are taking new patients and I can I can find you somebody, okay? Um, I also wanna recommend downloading Headspace onto your phone. Um, and checking out their meditation on self-compassion and prioritization. Both of those have been really, really helpful to me um, in terms of reframing my perspectives. And then lastly, I wanna recommend that you head over to hustleproofyourlife.com and download this tool that's there. So that is my Hustle Proof Your Life tool. And I designed it to help you eliminate that business junk. So when we talked earlier about doing a to-do list spring cleaning, this will show you how to do that spring cleaning so that you can eliminate all of the things that are, that are, um, that are currently, that don't need to be there. The hoarder house stuff, you'll just eliminate that so that you're left with a um, a more refined palette of things that you want to work on, which means that now you won't feel like you have to do all the things. You will feel way more in control over the things that you actually need to do. Because the problem that we run into is that being sick all the time, it sucks. And you only have so many spoons and you need to be really intentional and thoughtful about what you spend your time and energy on because it is a finite resource for you. Energy is a finite resource. And you pay a huge price for ignoring your body. You will suffer if you ignore your body and you know that already. Um, there's not a lot of conversation out there about navigating this really complex space of being super successful, making money and feeling confident about your income systems while also trying not to die on the bathroom floor. But it is absolutely possible and it doesn't require a huge life overhaul it's just one of the steps in this podcast will help you feel more like you have a handle on your biz whether it's the therapy or the hustle of your life just one of them will make a huge huge difference and it will give you a glimpse into what's possible for your future but don't keep that to yourself share this powerful info with your friends family and business besties your views help other people in your shoes find us so please head over to apple itunes where we are finally able to get added and let them know what you think